The following program is paid programming. The following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show, and I'm going to start my bumper music right now. La, 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 la. Our house is a very, very, very fine house with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so. Okay, hello again. This is Joe Luca, your host of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 on the AM dial. And uh, we are here every Tuesday evening, 6 to 7 o'clock p.m. We rebroadcast the show Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock. So you can also check us out there. Or you could catch us as a podcast on Spotify. Just look for the Joe Luca Real Estate Show as well. I want to start off by thanking our sponsors. Of course, GMET's Moving and Storage, gmetsmoving.com. You can get a quote for a move, or you can actually schedule a move going to their website. That's gmetsmoving.com is the number. Also, Beacon Title and Escrow, the go-to closing and title uh, partners for Joe Luca Real Estate. Uh, We send all of our buyers and sellers of residential and commercial real estate to Beacon Title and Escrow. Rich Nicholson is the attorney partner, and Anthony Betancourt is the uh, managing partner at Beacon Title and Escrow. Of course, Vern Rainville Public Insurance Adjuster 484 3008495. Folks, we had a ton of snow this weekend. We are getting a lot of rain and wind tomorrow. So you may have some damage to your home. If you do, you really need to reach out to a public insurance adjuster, someone that works for you, the property owner, not the insurance company. Vern Rainville is the guy. Give him a call, 484-300-8495. Again, 484-300-8495. Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. In fact, if you had a claim as long as two years ago, he still might be able to help you out. And no upfront cost for you, the property owner. Just give him a call, 484-300-8495. Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. And of course, you know, uh, we're looking at lower interest rates now. When I think about interest rates and mortgages, you have to think about Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank. Don Miller does a great job. He's always uh, communicating with my clients, with me. Um, You know, sometimes he's the first one. I send him a client. He'll say, Joe, you know what? They're not ready to do anything yet. They need to, you know, increase their income or improve their credit score or um, they want to make some changes so they can get a better interest rate. Don is the guy. He takes care of my clients, communicates all updates to me as their agent. That's Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank. 401-241-9676. 401-241-9676. That's 401-241-9676. Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point.
Point Bank. Shout out to my buddy Ronnie Daniluk from Advanced Property Pros. He just tuned in on Facebook Live. Folks, that's another opportunity for you to interact with the show. If you jump on Facebook, if we're friends, um, you can check us out. That's Facebook Live. Just look for uh, Joe Luca and you'll see the show. I transmit it live. So shout out to uh, Ronnie Daniluk, Advanced Property Pros. They do bobcat and excavation work. So if you need a bobcat, the machine, not the kitty cat, you can reach out to Advanced Property Pros. Ronnie will take care of you. All right. So you heard me say at the top of the show, um, there are some changes regarding commissions. Okay. And I want to talk a little bit about this because realtors don't understand a lot of it. Consumers, they don't have a clue. Okay. And, you know, I've always wanted to provide information to the consumer. And so I'm going to do it regarding this issue as well. Um, So historically, you know, somebody wants to sell their house. So they meet with a realtor and you sign a an exclusive listing agreement. And part of that agreement says that, um, to boil it down, when the realtor brings a ready, willing, and able buyer to uh, the seller, the seller accepts the offer, you consummate the transaction. Upon closing, the seller agrees to pay the listing agent a certain percentage or dollar amount or whatever it is. And then it's historically, it's been incumbent upon the listing agent to pay the buyer's agent, the real estate agent who represents the buyer, okay? Now, you have two parts to a transaction, a buyer and a seller. And you cannot have one person represent the best interests of both parties, okay? Typically, sellers want to sell their money, their house for as much money as possible with as little uh, uh, modifications or as few contingencies as possible. And the buyers, they want to purchase a home or a property for the lowest dollar amount possible and get the seller to make as many, uh, to address as many contingencies or to make as many um, modifications or changes or repairs to the property as possible. Okay. And I can't do that. I can't represent the best interests of both parties if I'm the only guy involved. So typically, you need to have someone else involved who is representing the other party. So if I'm the listing agent, the buyer should have an agent represent their interests. And then the listing agent has to have a conversation with the seller about what portion of the commission, okay, whatever that percentage is, we'll say X, what percentage that commission is, what portion of that is going to be paid to the buyer's agent. Now, the lawsuit, essentially, it's, this is a class action lawsuit, and it's been all over the news. I'm not talking out of school. Um, and there were sellers who were like, wait a minute, why, after the fact, did a portion of the money that I paid as seller go to the buyer's agent. I don't want to have to pay the buyer's agent because he's not working for me. So class action lawsuits. There are actually several lawsuits. There are copycat copycat lawsuits. And where this comes from is that it um, the lawsuit was um, basically stating that all realtors 
had an arrangement, an agreement, which would be an antitrust type of a thing against the law, on how much they were going to charge for a percentage to the seller and how much was going to be paid out to the buyer's agent. And what complicated it is uh, residential real, real estate agents, typically the amount of um, payment co-op to the cooperating agent, to the buyer's agent, was listed in MLS. Okay? And it was required to be listed in MLS. So a buyer's agent looks at a house at 123 Main Street, Pascogue, and they say, okay, if my buyer buys this house, I'm going to get Y percentage um, for my share of the deal. Now, the seller could be paying the seller's agent, the listing agent, five times Y. We don't know that. But the buyer's agent historically only went by what was listed in MLS. And MLS required that a number be listed, a certain percentage or a dollar amount be listed with every listing. So that's one of the things that the lawsuits had a problem with because the attorneys and the plaintiffs um, were saying that, listen, why should a seller have to put a portion of what they're paying to their listing agent to go to the buyer. They don't want to pay anything. Now, full stop here. Let's think about this. We have been in an exceptional market the past several years where there's not enough inventory out there. So essentially, you didn't really have to go above and beyond as a seller to get the maximum amount of buyer's agents to come and show your home. However, if we look back 10 to 15 years ago, it was a very different market. We had no buyers. So if there were no buyers, as a seller, you would probably want to entice buyer's agents to show your home to buyers, to prospective buyers. So you would want to encourage them by saying, hey, I'll pay you a higher percentage to get you to bring your buyers to look at my house. Now, we really, it hasn't, they haven't had to do that. Okay, so several months ago, the first lawsuit ruled against the National Association of Realtors. And it was a huge number, big, you know, billion dollar number. And um, everybody, as far as like the MLS is, including Rhode Island statewide MLS, we uh, decided to make the change so that we are not requiring a seller to pay anything to a buyer's agent. So essentially what that means is when a buyer's agent is now looking at houses and they look at that house at 123 Main Street in Pasco and it says the amount for compensation will be 0%, $0, okay? If that's all the seller of that home wanted to pay. Now the listing agent presumably would have a conversation with the seller and say, listen, um, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, <coughs> we typically charge X percent at my company. How much of that, if any, do you want to allow to go to the buyer's agent? And the, sell, the seller might say, well, jeepers, uh, Mr. Real Estate Agent, I think you're great. I want all that money to go to you. You don't have to pay any of it to the buyer's agent. Okay. The seller could say, you know what? I only want to pay half of what you normally charge, and I want you to keep it all and not pay the buyer's agent anything. Or, listen, I'll pay you this, and then you pay the uh, buyer's agent half of why. 
I'll pay you Y and pay them half of Y or whatever it is, the fraction, the fractional number. The big difference between that scenario and previous scenarios is that before, sellers did not know where the monies were going that they were paying in a commission. So they just knew that it was going to cost them X percent to sell their house. They didn't know if it all went to the listing agent or if it went half and half, 75-25, 60-30, whatever it is. Um, they did not know what that number was for the split, as it's referred to in the industry. Now they do know, okay, and the buyer's agents know as well what they would potentially receive. Now, why this is significant is because buyer's agents now, what we already have an agency disclosure form where the required by law in Rhode Island, the buyer signs a form saying, yes, this real estate agent is working for me as my designated buyer agent or my designated seller agent if I'm selling a home. Now, everyone needs to have their buyers, all real estate agents need to have their buyers sign an exclusive buyer agreement. So essentially, real estate agent meets with a buyer and says, Mr. or Mrs. Buyer, excuse me, you have to sign this form required by law, which sets forth that I'm looking out for your best interest as buyer and we have a, um, a relationship that is um, has requirements of confidentiality. Things we share, I cannot share with the listing agent nor anyone who works for the listing agent or uh, in this transaction or the seller. Um, or this buyer could say, you know what, I don't want that. I just want you to handle the paperwork for me or I don't want to sign anything. Okay. Now, with a buyer, an exclusive buyer agreement, what that's doing is that is requiring requiring the real estate agent to have a conversation with the buyer and let the buyer know where the monies are going, okay? So, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, you are buying this house at 123 Main Street, Pascogue, and the price is so many hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if I help you with that house or with any other house, I need to get paid for my time and my services. You go to work and you get a paycheck every week, two weeks, once a month, whatever. As a real estate agent, I have, it's not even, it's a success fee. I only receive my success fee if you purchase a home that you want to purchase on terms that you want to purchase it at. Okay? And typically, those fees many times are included with the purchase price. Sometimes the buyer will say, you know what, I'll pay this out of pocket to you. Um, there could be other fees in there. There are many different ways for this to be structured, transaction fees, uh, refundable deposits, things like that. But these are the things that a good real estate agent, this is a conversation that he or she will have with their customer before they become a client, okay? After they sign this and there's a specific dollar amount or percentage on this exclusive buyer agreement, then 
and they sign the agency agreement, then the relationship between the real estate agent and the consumer is one of a client and a real estate agent. Okay. So the purposes of everything that's been going on is so that everyone knows, all participates, participants in the transaction are aware of where the monies are going. Because before, you would have a buyer purchase a house for X hundred thousand dollars. So all of that money slides across the table and is received by the seller's attorney. And then, or if they didn't have a seller's attorney, the attorney working for the buyer and the buyer's lender. So those monies go to pay off any liens against the property, like a mortgage, um, any back taxes, any other liens against the property. And sometimes monies are set aside for the buyer uh, for prepayment of insurance or taxes or things like that, depending on the mortgage program and what was negotiated out between buyer and seller. Sometimes buyers ask the seller to pay closing costs. So the buyer would slide across the table so many hundred thousand dollars. A portion of that, after it went to pay the mortgages and the liens, would go to pay uh, into go to pay the buyer's closing costs, which are prepayments of taxes or things like that. Not all the time. So that would reduce the amount of money that the seller would be receiving. Okay. Now they have this pot of money and, oh, wait, they still have to pay the success fee to the realtor, to the listing agent. So they pay that money to the listing agent. Now, before the listing, <laughs> excuse me, the listing agent would pay a portion of that to the buyer's agent. Now that we have these agency uh, exclusive buyer agreements in place everybody knows ahead of time who's getting paid by whom and how much money that is so either the buyer is going to pay their agent a certain percentage which could be a check written out by the buyer to the real estate agent or it could be worked into the loan so we, you're buying a house, it's $400,000, you're going to work in closing costs, let's say that's 2%, so that's, an, uh, <clears throat> uh, that's another $8,000, and then there's, you're going to work in there your agent's commission, whatever that number is, 1, 2, 3, 4%, that gets added on, and that's how much the buyer's mortgage would be to purchase the house. Okay? That's one way that a buyer's agent could be paid. Another way is the buyer's agent could include with the offer such and such a buyer is offering to purchase this house for this much money and is asking the seller, not the seller's agent, to pay the buyer's agent this percentage or this dollar amount. So now the seller says, wait a minute, okay, so I'm selling my house for 400000 and I'm paying for some of the buyer's closing costs. And now I have to pay out of the, that my, what I receive, I have to pay money to the buyer's agent out of my, my uh, proceeds. Okay. The seller may say, yes, I understand everybody has to um, make a living. Or they may say, no, you know what? I don't want to do that. I need all the money that I can get. So then the response would be, from the listing agent to the buyer's agent, well, the seller will accept the price, but they don't want to pay the buyer's agent commission. 
And then the buyer's agent would have to have a conversation with their client, the buyer, to try and negotiate things out, find out what's going on. <coughs> Excuse me. So the final outcome, why this is good news now, is because the buyers and the sellers will be aware of the flow of funds at the beginning of the transaction. Okay, at the end of the transaction, everything is disclosed on the closing document, the settlement sheet. But by then, if the seller sits down and they say that, oh, wait, I paid an extra 2% so that the buyer's agent could receive this money, but they were already getting 4% from their buyer. So now I didn't have to pay my money. I didn't know they were getting paid that. They would only find that out at the end of the transaction after they had agreed to it. Now they find everything out up front. Okay, everything is, I know that the buyer's agent, their fee is included with the purchase price getting paid by the buyer rolled into their mortgage. Oh no, I know that I'm going to pay a certain percentage to the buyer's agent out of my net proceeds as seller. Okay, so <clears throat> the, I guess, you know, at a high level, what we're talking about here is that the flow of funds, um, the success fee for the realtors is now disclosed. It's fully transparent at the beginning of the transaction. Now, the other thing, it could be the house was listed and it was listed with the uh, seller paying a certain percentage to the buyer's agent listed like that in MLS. Then we don't even need to deal with this anymore because we know that the seller is aware what they're paying to the seller's agent, to the listing agent, and that a certain percentage or portion of that is going to the buyer's agent. Okay. So I know this is kind of a little verbose and long-winded, but the intention is for all of this to be really, um, you know, just transparent so that the buyers and sellers know which monies are going where, and there are no surprises at the end. You know, because as real estate agents for the past, I don't know, 70 years, 80 years, um, we never had to just worry about this. You know, I learned something interesting today, a class that I took. In the 1940s, the Department of Justice sued realtors because they were charging a flat fee across the board of 10%. Okay, 10%. So sometimes today people, they complain, oh, 6%, 5%, whatever it is, they're complaining about how much. Back then, it was just like a requirement. If you wanted to sell your house and work with a real estate agent, you were paying 10%. So the DOJ took, everyone, took NAR to court. They lost that case. So then it became much more flexible. Okay. Um, so if... You have read a little bit in the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, and you're seeing what's going on with commissions and real estate agents. Um, hopefully, this clarified it a little bit. But you know, I think in the end, the level of transparency is much greater now. So the participants in the transaction know where the monies are going and how the uh, real estate agents are receiving their success fee. Okay, everybody has to. You know, work, we sell our time and our knowledge and our experience to add value to the transaction and help the consumer 
receive as much money as possible, and then we also protect you from unnecessary liability. Okay? Um, my colleagues, you know, the real estate industry in general, has not really had to talk about what they did for a long time um, or ever. You know, there were very few of us who really described what we do to, uh, it, in the transaction to our clients. And that has been to our detriment because people don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was an article, you know, about this in the New York Times several months ago. And what I found very telling um, and, and disheartening and almost sad is that all of the negative comments that people, the negative things that people had to say about real estate agents, about realtors, most of which were wrong for good realtors, ethical realtors, but unfortunately, like any profession, whether it's attorneys, whether it's physicians, uh, accountants, there's a certain percentage of society that's going to be a little bit unethical. And they're going to think about themselves before their clients. And they're only looking to line their pockets, as my grandmother would say. Now, hopefully with these changes... It will be more apparent when real estate agents are doing things that aren't above board because there's full transparency. Okay. Now, someone had said, "Well, when is it, what is it, what is the limit to which to what pe someone can receive? A real estate agent can receive from a transaction." I don't know. I mean, but it, it almost doesn't matter, you know, because if someone is buying something. If someone's buying a car and they want it in a specific color with a specific trim package and the engine setup and transmission and everything, can't find it anywhere. But you can find one in Midland, Texas. It's exactly what you want. No one else has one anywhere around and you'd have to wait six months to a year to get one custom made. But the one in Midland, Texas is $30,000 more than a similar car here in Rhode Island that's not made up, tricked out the way you want. People will gladly pay that because I got to have it. That's what I want. I will pay a premium for that. And they're aware of it. Okay. I know someone who's a car dealer out in LA and they were selling cars, G-Wagons, Mercedes SUVs for $50,000 over list price. And they had people standing in line to pay that kind of a markup. Everybody was aware that that car dealer was making a ton of money on those cars. He didn't have any compunction about selling those vehicles and making almost an obscene amount of money. And again, if you have a seller and a buyer that have no compunction, they just say, I want to sell this house. The buyer wants to buy this house. Buyer and seller get together. They're both paying a fee. And the real estate agent is making, if they're representing both parties, representing the buyer and the seller, maybe as a transaction coordinator, or one, they're representing one as a listing agent and the other as a transaction facilitator, um, Fine, as long as everybody knows, okay, I'm paying that real estate agent X percent to represent me as a buyer. The other guy, the listing, the seller is paying that listing agent X percent plus whatever, and they're aware of it, 
and they don't have a problem. That could be two, three, or four, or five times more than what you normally make on a transaction. As long as everybody's aware of it, doesn't matter. Okay. Now, reality is that would that happen? No. I mean, I I, I don't know. There there is a limit, and presumably, uh, most real estate agents would be sensitive enough to what is reasonable and what the parties can reasonably afford. <clears throat> Okay, folks, you are listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM. We are also on WNRI.com and on Facebook Live. We rebroadcast the show every Saturday at 1 p.m. And we also, Johnny uploads it to Spotify as a podcast about an hour after we finish here. So by 8 o'clock tonight, this show will be on Spotify as a podcast. Okay. I want to do a shout out to our sponsors, GMET's Moving in Storage, uh, the best move you'll ever make. They do an awesome job, whether you're just moving furniture from one side of the house to the other, whether you're packing everything up and moving from Woonsocket to Westerly or from Rhode Island to Florida, GMET's can help you up. All you have to do to get a price quote is go to their website, gmetsmoving.com. That's G as in Gary, M as in Michael, E, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra, Moving. GMetsMoving.com. You can get a price quote or schedule your move on their website. And of course, Beacon Title and Escrow, Anthony Bettencourt, the managing partner. Rich Nicholson is the attorney partner. GMets, excuse me, Beacon Title and Escrow, uh, they handle all of our transactions, buyers and seller side. And then Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank. Uh, you know, Don is a former educator, and he that's how he was trained, and he takes it to heart. He educates my clients about the financing process. So there are no questions, no concerns. Again, what we want is full transparency in the transaction. And I disclose, try to share everything with my clients, whether buyers or sellers. Don does the same with my buyer clients. And Beacon Title and Escrow, they do the same at the closing table. They take the time to explain what you are initialing and what you are signing on the buyer side and on the seller side. So there's kind of a theme going through everything we we do here, all my business partners um, in real estate. And then, of course, Vern Rainville, Public Insurance Adjuster, 484-300-8495. That's Vern Rainville, Public Insurance Adjuster. Now, if you have... A problem with the crazy weather. A friend of mine, a tree fell on, actually a couple of trees fell on his house. That's something you'd want to give Vern a call for. 484-300-8495. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, anything like that. If it's a, a whole tree, if it's just a branch, if it's something that, you know, pokes through or drives through, um, give Vern a call. 484-300-8495. That's Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. Now, one of the things I wanted to um, talk to you about also is the real estate industry, okay? And we have um, been experiencing interest rates that have gone up significantly the past year, okay? And what we've been experiencing recently is a decline in real estate, uh, excuse me, mortgage interest rates. And just to give you some perspective, 
Okay, as of today, Mortgage News Daily, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage, 6.8%. A 30-year FHA mortgage, 6.2%. And a 30-year VA mortgage, 6.23%. Okay. If you can get a uh, 15-year mortgage, you can get 6.07. Now, if you have really good credit, and depending on the type of a transaction it is, you may even be able to get below that 6.2% on that FHA. Okay. One thing to remember when it comes to mortgages, there are numerous different types of mortgage products out there. And then there are many different ways that your lender can structure the program to suit your needs. And that's why it's important that you reach out to Don Miller, 401-241-9676. Not Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank. Because he'll explain the difference between an FHA 30-year and a VA 30-year and a USDA 30-year. And what's a jumbo mortgage, okay? Uh, jumbo mortgages actually have the highest interest rate right now, 7.02, okay? Then he could talk about an ARM an adjustable rate mortgage, which is 6.23. So that's actually the same as a VA mortgage right now. So, you know, historically, folks would save, they could get a lower interest rate if they went with an adjustable rate mortgage. And um, there's not really much savings for that. And you still run the risk of your rate going up if rates were to go up again. So... What that means is because rates have come down, I mean, we were up in an 8% range a little while ago, and now you can get something in the low sixes, it's probably going to create more opportunities for buyers to come out and buy a home. So that's increasing the demand on an already tight inventory. Increasing the demand on an already tight inventory. So... What, what does that mean? It means you need to buckle up because you're probably going to have to start looking and look for a long time to find a house that you want. Okay? Be persistent. Be consistent. Find a real estate agent like yours truly that will be patient with you and still will work with you. If you have questions, 401-409-5030, 401-409-5030, Joe Luca. Realtor, REMAX Preferred, 401-409-5030. You can call or text me at that number, and I'll answer any questions you have. If you have questions on something that I talked about and you're not sure, maybe you didn't, you missed it, reach out. You want to know, Jeepers Joe, I wonder what my house would be worth. I said this last week, someone reached out, sent him an analysis of his home, so now he has a figure in mind for what his house is worth. I can do that for you too. There's no obligation. doesn't cost anything. I will do it for free. Just give me 24 hours to get back to you. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you have questions, 401-409-5030. You can always Google me, Joe Luca Realtor. Realtor is R-E-A-L-T-O-R. And I'll answer any questions you have. I have a lot of um, content out there on YouTube, on um, Facebook, Instagram. Got some stuff out there on TikTok, not, not much. But I'm constantly adding content on there on social media. So if you have questions, you can look that up. If you don't find any answers, 
um, let me know, 401-409-5030, and I will answer your questions. Now, people say, Joe, how come inventory is so tight? Why, why aren't people selling their houses? Well, one of the reasons is, you know, some of these folks, they have a ton of equity in their home. Okay, they have a mortgage of X, their house is worth four times that, and they have a mortgage rate of maybe 3.5%. Okay, if they sell that house, yeah, they make a bunch of cash because it's worth more than their mortgages, but then they have to buy something else. And unless you're downsizing, <clears throat> you're going to need a big chunk of that cash to go towards another house. And then, unless it's enough cash for you to buy a house and without a mortgage, then you have to get a mortgage. And even now, with the lower, the reduced rates that we have, 6.2 and 6.23, that's a lot higher than that 3.5% you have. Okay, so folks are just sitting tight. They're waiting to see what happens. So, Joe, where are the houses coming from that people are selling? Very good question because they are coming from very few um, sources. All right, but one of them is for older folks who need to move out of their home. Okay, they need to move into a nursing home or assisted living. They need to live in a single-level house. They can't live in a colonial so that's where it's coming from. Now, a lot of times, you know, uh, grandma passes away and then you've got the house and you've got to clean it out. Or grandma is still alive, doesn't know where to start because the house is full of 50, 60 years of stuff. What do you do? Where do you begin? Okay. The first thing you want to do is you want to reach out to a reliable real estate agent, a realtor like myself, 401-409-5030. And I can give you some pointers about what to do, how to prioritize what you should do first, then second, then third. And then answer some questions. Excuse me. Or ask you some questions to help you prioritize what you need to do. And one of the questions is, okay, how quickly do you need to sell the house? Does that matter? How much time do you need to clean out the house, to declutter? Okay. Now, those, the answers to those questions are going to help us determine when we should put the house on the market. Sometimes some houses have so much stuff in them, you can't see the condition of the floors or the walls or the windows because there's stuff stacked floor to ceiling. So that is usually step number one. Now, there are a lot of different ways that you can do that, and that's some, one of the things that I do for my clients is I help them determine what is the best option for their situation. Okay? Are we clearing out a 950-foot, 950-square-foot 950 ranch that was built in the 1950s or 60s? Or are we clearing out a 3,200-square-foot colonial that's had four generations of families living there? It's full of a lot of um, historic antique items. Two different scenarios. We would have two different um, options 
for you to basically declutter and empty out those houses. Okay. You know, a lot of what I do is I connect people and I set up um, basically just relationships. If it's someone to clean the house, if it's someone to have an, a, a tag sale or an estate sale at the house, selling all of the furniture. If it's someone to pick everything up and then, like my, bread, my buddy Fred Cullen, what they do is they'll take everything and then they um, channel it into places that will be able to repurpose it. So they don't just collect everything and dump it, take it to uh, you know the junkyard, the dump. Because a lot of that stuff still has utility, as I like to call it. Okay, It may not be a dining room set or a kitchen table set that you like, but somebody who's just starting out or had to relocate because of a not-so-enjoyable domestic situation, that would work fine for them. Okay, So you kill two birds with one stone in the sense that you're not filling up the landfill, and two, you're helping someone settle into a new domestic situation okay you know that's really one of the one of the things I really enjoy about my job is because we are helping people go from point A to point B now if it's someone who's leaving a you know a dangerous situation and they need to set up a new household and they don't have furniture okay that's not something where I'm going to um receive a success fee or, or earn, contribute to earning my living and supporting myself from that. But I can do good. I can help those, that individual or that family relocate and find a place because we work with a company like Fred Collins' company that basically reutilizes household goods that still have utility. Okay. You know, there are a lot of things out there and, you know, my, my wife and kids kind of give me a, a hard time because I'm occasionally a bit of a tree hugger on things. And, um, you know, I have a, uh, a bit of a problem just throwing something away. If it maybe it's not good for me or my kids or my wife or my household, but cheaper, somebody could use this. So I don't want to throw it in the garbage. I don't want to give it to the garbage men to get smushed up in the garbage truck. So then it's a matter of saying, okay, where do I have to take this? Who can pick this up if I can't take it because it's too big? That's what I like to do. Because instead of just throwing something away, and again, we are filling up our landfill in the state of Rhode Island. So it's going to be full. And what happens when, when it's full? We have to pay to transport all of our garbage to someplace far away, maybe Pennsylvania in those old coal mines. Okay? That's the alternative, the only alternative, when our landfill is full. Okay? So, if there's anything you can do as a consumer to either repurpose, reuse, um, bring something to Savers or Salvation Army or a veterans group. Um, do that. Because there are people out there who do not have the money to make a purchase, um, but they have a need. 
okay? Again, if it's, it could be veterans, it could be young families, it could just be folks that are um, not making enough money. Maybe they just bought a home and they can afford the house or they just rented an apartment and they can afford that, but they can't afford to, to furnish it. <coughs> so these are the things we try to do, we realtors, to make it easier for folks to um, start a new home, new you know, household creation. That's what it's called. Household creation. All right, folks, you are listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 on the FM dial, 1380 on the AM dial. You can check us out on WNRI.com. My show is on Facebook Live, and you can also get the show again Saturdays at 1 p.m. when it's retransmitted, or you can go to Spotify and listen to it as a podcast. Listen to it as a podcast on Spotify. Okay. If you want to learn more about me or just get more information that I provide, you can uh, Google me, but you can go to um, uh, cupofjoeluca.com. That's a blog that I have. Okay. Um, you can look me up on social media, YouTube, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, or it's not Twitter, it's X. And I try to put a lot of information out there as well. Okay. Um, again, I want to thank our sponsors, Anthony Bettencourt, managing partner, Rich Nicholson, attorney partner at Beacon Title and Escrow, uh, Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank, 401-241-9676, Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster, 484-300-8495, and of course, GMET's Moving and Storage, gmetsmoving.com, whether you're moving stuff <clears throat> from one end of the house to the other, um, putting stuff in storage temporarily while you're having work done to the house or relocating and just moving the whole household from point A to point B, GMETs can help you out. And I guarantee you it will be less than you would expect it to be. But just go and get a quote. GMETsMoving.com is, uh, is their website. And you'll find out for yourself. And you can even book the move there. Again, GMETsMoving.com. And of course... Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. You know, we've had some crazy weather with wind and snow, and tomorrow we're going to have crazy wind and inches, plural, inches of rain. Um, so we may, you may have a need for um, filing a claim with your, on your homeowner's insurance, your property and casualty. Vern Rainville is the guy you want to reach out to, 484 Nine, five. That's Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster. That means he works for you, the property owner, not the insurance company. Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster, 484-300-8495. That's his number. Now, we've got about nine minutes left in the show, eight, eight minutes left in the show, and I am looking for small locally owned businesses that would like to get their message out especially if you're a new business but you have to be local locally owned and preferably a small business i want to highlight your business on my radio show you can come in with your video cameras record whatever you want to do so you can leverage social media for yourself but you have to reach out to me 401-409-5030 
I want to dedicate the last third of one show every month to a locally owned business. Just to get, and it doesn't cost you anything. It's, I'm doing it for free. Okay, so if you know someone that's opening a restaurant or someone that has a, you know, a, a dry cleaner or a liquor store or something, and you want to get the word out, give me a call, 401-409-5030, and we'll meet, and we'll talk about the arrangement, get you in here, and um, let, you, let you talk to the audience, let you talk to the wonderful listeners at WNRI. Um, and you can also talk to my viewers on Facebook Live, and you'll get more coverage from my uh, Spotify podcast from that link. Okay, but the first step is you need to reach out. If you're a property, excuse me, a small business owner, give me a call four zero one four zero nine five zero three zero. I'd like to get more. You know, I don't want to just get one person. One business. I'd like to get several so we can kind of pick and choose what we want to do and then organize how we're going to uh, have them every month. Um, but I'm reaching out to you guys, my listeners. Let me know if you have a family member or a friend or yourself that's starting a business. You have a small business. It's been open a few years and you need all the help you can get. You know, it's been tough doing business for small businesses and again if you're in Woonsocket Cumberland, Lincoln, Smithfield, North Smithfield Blackstone, Bellingham Rentham, anywhere around here you can come on the show no charge, okay, gratis no charge Um, and I'm only going to do it one show per month, the last portion of the show and um, I just want to try and pay it forward help businesses out okay 401-409-5030 is the number to call me at. You can text me at that number, too. Again, 401-409-5030. And we'll get you on here. You know, we'll highlight you, talk about everything. Um, And if you have questions you want to ask about uh, the real estate side of things or your lease or whatever it may be, you can ask me those questions and we can answer those either before we come on air or after we come on air. But uh, there would be a show, um, a 20-minute segment of the show, one-third of my show, dedicated to you and your business. But the only way this is going to happen is if you guys reach out to me, okay? Because um, it's a gift. I don't want to force it on anyone. But if you want it, we can arrange to make it happen, okay? I talked to Roger here at the station and Jeff and JR, and they all think it's a good idea. So... Uh, hopefully we can get this done um, and, yeah, make it a regular thing. And, again, it doesn't have to be a for-profit business. I've also, you know, had non-profit uh, organizations come on here as well, okay? Um, and I think that that's awesome, too. You know, we've had Elves for Elders come on. We've had Boobification come on. Um, you know, we've had Elvira's, um, Elvira Portano come on, Um you know, so anything, I'm, I'm down for it, okay? I'm down for helping any of these folks out and uh, getting the word out um, to the community at large, okay? We have got a lot of uh, great listeners to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I'm very grateful for everyone. We're, you know, just starting our 10th year. So this is, um, I never thought I, never occurred to me that I would be on the air for 10 years, um, but it's a pretty big deal for me. I'm pretty happy about it. I get a lot of people 
um, have listened to the show and learned a lot from it. Okay. Um, but that's it. So, you know, any small businesses, have them call me. Other than that, I want to talk about some listings I have. I've got a nice ranch in Johnston, uh, priced at $399,000. I've got a ranch in Warwick, all the way down in Warwick, coming online, three twenty-five. dollars <coughs> Both of them with three beds. Uh, the Warwick one is a three-bed, one-bath, full basement, one car attached to one-car garage, breezeway. Um, about a 5,000-square-foot level lot on a cul-de-sac. Okay, so um, that's one thing. I have a couple of mixed-use properties in Providence and Pawtucket. Commercial on the first floor, residences on the upper floors. And um, I have a restaurant for sale in Pawtucket. Okay, you need to sign a confidentiality agreement. Um, But the big thing about this is there's owner financing, seller financing. The seller will finance the transaction. So you can buy real estate with the business and the seller will hold the paper okay how does that sound the seller will hold the paper so i want everyone to uh, please you know ask around this place is everything is less than was all done over at the time of covid so everything is pretty much brand new okay it's got a full basement they do a lot of their food prep down there um off street parking you know it's a solid solid building Okay, so if you have any questions on the um, the restaurant opportunity, commercial buildings that we have, or the single family ranches, 401-409-5030. Again, nice and easy, the same number for everything, 401-409-5030. And I will um, send you the information that you need or answer questions on your property. Okay, answer questions on your property. So if you want to know how much your house is worth, multifamily, or your grandfather's house or your neighbor's house, I can help you with that. But you've got to call, 401-409-5030. You can also send me a text. Other than that, we are signing off. Thank you very much for tuning into the Joe Luca Real Estate Show this week, and we'll be back next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. WNRI, one socket.